0: This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to Deluxe Edition network.com. That's Deluxe Edition network.com. Hey, everybody,
1: this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. It
2: was fine, it was so real. It was over this giant circuit board or something. You know how to dream that I was naked at school? I had to hide in the bathroom. It's
1: terrible. Titus is when something gets bloated and ugly, like your ass. You don't learn, do you? Cut it out, Jackson. Now,
2: what we have here, as near as I can tell, is an electrically generated
0: wind force. What? By typing in coordinates, I can make it move anywhere in three dimensions,
2: even as far as slamming it through a few books or brick wall. If we had something to sit in, all three of us could fly around in this thing. We can look at the top of the girl's gym.
0: We-, we could call the Einstein. Now that's a great
2: name. Oh come on.
3: How about the thunder road? It's from a Bruce Springsteen song. It's
2: not bad. Not bad. It's perfect. Oh, oh come on, check. Let's go. Wait, Good. wait, 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 wait. Supplies. We need supplies. Look, Before we go, we Supplies. Need to... Check! Are I'm you nuts? Oh,
3: come, come on,
2: come on, let's go! You not? Are you crazy? We need to go. Come on. I turned it up a little too high. But that's okay. I can still go. Finally. You feel it too? Well, it's working okay now. Now let's go back. Oh come, oh, come on. On. Not yet. Let's see some more. Yeah, open up. Let's see what you can do. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. We are going. Where no man has gone before. Hey everybody, this is Barrel Age Flicks. I'm Lenny, yeah man, and this is...
0: Hey, this is Rock. Let's drink and talk some movies.
1: We also have... What's going on, you fucking nerds? This is Tyler. Let's talk about some modern mythology.
0: And finally... This is Stu. Let's drink, motherfucker.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah, oh, yeah! Man. Yeah, baby!
2: So today we're talking about a, uh, a very nostalgic movie... That is uh, one of those uh, family-friendly movies called
1: Explorers. Um, I'm, I, so, I'm so ready for this. Show, I was about to drink my drink. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> I, I
2: had, um, I, I had heard. I rem- I had very vague memories of this movie as a kid, and then Ron um, went ahead and made this one of his picks. So of course, having done that, we had to watch it. And uh, I'm glad he picked it, man, because quite frankly, it was great. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But as always, we're going to start off with our drink, and Ron, balls in your court.
0: Yeah, we are going to be drinking a beer called Galaxy. Um, it's a oh, pale shit. ale. Yeah, the reason why I picked this beer is because the uh, the can kind of reminded me with the colors because the color is kind of like a blue and a black, and it's got a picture of galaxy, and it it,
2: it just I felt like it would fit for this movie. It's, it's a beautiful can, man. I'm going to give it to you. The label's really nice.
0: Yeah, it's from a company called Ballad Brewing. It's an unfiltered pale ale and a solo voyage for the galaxy hop, featuring flavors like passion fruit peach and citrus coming from generous whirlpool of dry hop additions hold on you just caught my attention all right so i'm really curious how this is so uh you guys ready let's crack this bitch all right let's go
2: Mm. oh fuck i just got oh fuck yeah bro wow (laughs) i like this beer really yeah man Kind of reminds me of uh <laughs> dude, I wish eventually. okay, eventually we're gonna have <sighs> the video record these fucking podcasts because the look on y'all's faces was fucking great. <laughs> was it just mine or was it everybody's? No, you and Tyler almost <laughs> in unison were like, I'm make this I, face. I
0: always seem to pick the fucking shitty beers. I'm not gonna lie. I like I'm, it. I'll second that. Oh uh, okay, this was um, bitter, and I felt like it, really? it, it tasted a very grapefruit. It tasted exactly like that hamster wheel shit that we did for the War of the Worlds uh, small batch. No, so no, no, it tastes totally different than hamster. wheel. you World. think so? Because yeah. that's what it felt like. No. no. Huh. All right,
2: Stu, what do you got, man? It's bitter. Well, no, hold on. I gotta say, oh, this. he's gonna shit on it some more. It's Go ahead. bitter. Not a fan <laughs> of it.
0: It's. I'm gonna finish the can, but no, I, I'm I'm not a fan of this. I'm. <sighs> I gotta pick some better beer, I swear to God.
2: Alright, ballad brewery. I'm sorry on behalf yeah. of my friend. He's fucking shitting all over your beer right now. Spicy boner uh, oh, punishment shot. Punishment shot, go ahead and pour it. Fuck punishment shot. Okay. I I said I said the wrong I said the wrong fucking yeah, word. No, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Punishment shot. That's I'm, fair. I'm, I'm hey, I'm a man of fucking honor. You didn't even catch it. I caught it. Fucking pour it. Okay. I shit. <laughs> I'll take it another. Tyler punishment shot. What do you think? Fuck,
0: yeah.
2: punishment number three.
3: <laughs> no, dope. it's punishment number one.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. If this episode, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, <laughs> way, counting's way. hard, Ron. Mm.
2: <laughs> Shut up. Numbers are hard.
1: Right,
3: Borderline
2: punishment shot for Ron.
3: Are you calling it for a vote or not? Because remember, seriously, if you get come voted on. down.
2: I'm calling for a vote.
3: All right. If you get member based on our rules, you get voted down, you taking the shot. Oh, god
2: damn it. Um so are you calling for a vote? You know what? No, it's too loose. I'm okay. not gonna do it. Okay. 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 You're safe bearded one this time. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do you got?
1: No, I mean it's it's okay. Um it's it's I was just trying to figure out like what the IBU was because it's it's definitely very, very, very bitter. Um, it's not nearly as fruity as like as the hamster wheel, um, but like but it, it definitely has like that. It's 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 a pretty typical IPA. I don't know what like what what about this is supposed to be galaxy or whatever. Aside from like from the picture on the can, I, I think they <laughs> just
0: do it for the picture, just to make the it, it, like it looks nice, so it's going to taste nice. Probably maybe that's probably the whole thing. Yeah, somebody
1: they did, trick you into thinking. I it's do taste
3: like good. the color though, looking at it in, in the glass. Yeah, I mean, it's got, that, like, that it's got a nice ha- It's got a
1: hazy, unfiltered, like sort of look to it. Yeah, um, it's definitely got a very, very thick froth to it. Uh, but beyond that, it's 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 really just kind of like kind of another IPA. There's really not a whole lot to to say about it. Um, one thumbs up. It's just in the the uh, it's not total dog shit, but it's uh, it's okay. It's just another IPA.
3: Two thumbs down for me. How about you? to i I'll give it one thumbs up. It, it's something I'm going to specifically go out and buy no yeah but if it's sitting in somebody's fridge and i'm offered to it yeah i'll drink it okay it's it's forgettable there ain't nothing special about it so if you
0: were to pick the hamster wheel of this you'd pick this one probably
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah with that how about you lenny yeah it's a one thumbs up one thumbs down not huge fan um not definitely not gonna go reaching in the fridge for it um yeah i mean it's it's not uh it's not bad um, I, I definitely, let's, let's put it this way. When I took my swig, I immediately kind of was able to identify some of the, um, the, the, like, the more the fruit flavors in there. And I was like, Oh, well that's, that's not bad. It's got a nice little, you know, and as I'm doing that, I'm looking at these two fucking guys and they're like, wah, 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 because they <laughs> traditionally fucking hate anything sweet and alcohol at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'll give it one thumbs up. If someone handed to me a party, I'd be like, all right, I'll drink it. Sure. Yeah. You know? Am I going to go reaching for it in the cooler? Nah, probably going to go for a Guinness. But that's if there's me. something
3: else there, you're not going to choose it.
2: But yeah. hey, for the for for if if anyone's listening that is related to and or works for Ballad Brew, Brewing. Um, Kudos on the can design because the label's really, really pretty. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean,
0: when you go down the uh, the aisle of all the beers and everything, there's a lot of great arts on these cans. I mean, they, and they yeah. kind of, and that's what they do is they kind of like attract you, like buy me because they, they look so yeah, nice. Yeah, because you don't yeah. honestly
2: know if it's going to taste good or if it's going to like dog shit until you open it and you try it. So right. it's that, it's that arc where it's the design on the can is going to like draw your attention. And go well, you know what. Uh, fuck it, I'll try it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. My, my next
0: movie, I'm going back to the liquor roots because I'm kind of getting burnt out on the beer. So I'm going to go back to liquor. But uh, overall, yeah, that's uh, probably our review. So let's go ahead and get into the movie. What I like what my yeah. wife
3: uh, does for me is she'll go to the store and she'll pick up one of those mix-and-match six-packs. Oh, yeah, I've and seen And just grab like uh, six different beers, stuff that I've never tried before and yeah. sometimes they're win- winners yeah, and sometimes they're are good, good sometimes they're bad yeah and if they're good then i know hey cool yeah. i'll go ahead and buy them again
2: you <laughs> find a gym and you're like oh fuck that's really good you yeah. know and then you know to grab versus it versus just walking
3: down the aisles like that, and basing it solely on looks at least this way i'll invest in a beer versus a whole six pack that could taste like fucking piss yes.
2: i will say this if any of you guys ever try to feature a seltzer you're doing a punishment shot before we even fucking try the seltzer. Ooh. That's becoming a, like a trend right now. And I'm like, What why, dude? <laughs> yeah. Why? Who yeah. the fuck Ooh. is going, uh, oh, sparkling water with a hint of beer? It's so good. Oh. Fuck off.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen I've yeah. seen a lot of grown men drinking yeah. like, like these hard seltzers, and I'm just or like, the, dude, hard, the hard water. What is that? Yeah, white white claws. Yeah, white um, claw. That's about, about as far as um, I'll go, I've had
2: yeah. I like I I don't mind a good hard cider every now and then, but like the white claws, the now they have Bud Light seltzers, Bud Light Platinum seltzers, fucking Coors. Like- Cor-
1: Corona's got Corona, yeah. Corona's
2: yeah, like, got a off. seltzer? Yeah. yeah. I'm oh like, get my the God. fuck I'm out of here. See, no, I, I like beer taste.
0: Like, I like uh, Guinness. Guinness has been something that I've been really growing fond of. I love Guinness. And when it comes to like light beer, Miller Light and stuff like that. But And Samuel Adams Oktoberfest is one of my all-time favorite fall beers. I love that beer, and there's some good pumpkin beers out there that I enjoy. Yeah, well, I'm, you
1: like the uh, you like the Sam Summer, right? The oh Summer yeah, of? that's yeah. some good uh, shit uh, right there. Yeah. You should have brought some more bottles of that. Summer. no, I Summer drank one bottle. I'm gonna tell you right now
2: when we do when we do our October movies and whatever movie I choose, Jacko. Sam Adams Jacko is going to be my beer of choice.
1: I hate you so much. It's so good. Uh, no, Fuck off. No. <laughs> so this this pumpkin spice basic bitch over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, there's a, there's uh, a, there's a, Um,
0: there's a cap, um uh, uh, what is it? It's like a pumpkin. It's Absolutely. a barrel with a pumpkin. PSL for life. Rum or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and get to the movie. Yeah,
2: man, let's do it, Ron.
0: All right, guys. This is one of my favorite movies as a child. I fucking love this movie me and my brother both had my mom get this at the rental store over and over again I even talked about it in our uh, last blockbuster episode I fucking love this movie it's uh, Explorers is a 1985 American science fantasy film written by Eric Luke and directed by the great Joe Dante a former protege of the sleazy producer of the 70s and 60s Roger Corman you know Roger Corman guys you know his movies where he always has to put sex and violence in his movies and they're horrible acting and special effects oh it's the 70s yes but it was great Joe Dante is a great director. And the movies that he's done, Piranha, The Howling, Gremlins, a Christmas classic, Inner Space. I mean, I'm sure you guys have all seen Inner Space, yes. Uh, he did a segment, The Good Life in the Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, he did The Burbs, another great
2: movie. Oh, dude, The yep. Burbs was yes. the shit.
0: Matinee, Gremlins 2. Those...
2: I he did Matinee. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he did that one. Matinee we with yeah. uh, John Candy. yeah. That was fucking brilliant. John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. My (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Both fat dudes named John. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. See, the two fat guys that are white that are named John. It's hard to distinct the two. So racist. So,
0: (laughs) Joe Dante loves... He puts a lot of um, um, things back to the movies that he grew up with in the 50s and 60s during the atom bomb era and all that stuff. All the monster movies like War of the Worlds and everything. Um, (laughs) But this movie was based... Off the same movies like The Goonies, Flight of the Navigator, Monster Squad, E.T., the horrible fucking Mac and Me from fucking McDonald's, Invaders from Space. Mac and Me, yeah, yeah. I liked
2: that movie when I was a kid, you shut your mouth.
0: So Steven Spielberg basically made E.T., and that movie was such a hit, so Paramount wanted to get in the line and basically make a movie sort of like that, so they got Joe Dante to do this movie was a hire, basically a director for hire for this movie called Explorers about basically a quick synopsis of this film. It's three boys that are dreamers. One of them is a dreamer. One of them is more of like a scientist. And the other one is kind of like the, what would you say? Like an outcast comes comes from a broken
2: home kind of rebel. Yeah. Kind
0: of kid. Yeah. And basically they get like contacted from aliens and uh, to the point where they get like a technology in order to build like a spear where they can actually travel into space and see them
2: and I love... Sphere, not spear. Sphere. Spear. Spear? Sh- not spear. Sphere. sphere? Sphere? It's oh, a okay. sphere. they are having them build a sphere, huh? a sphere. Huh? It gets thrown in the air, like, and then they go and they find other planets. It's a sphere, like a circle or a, a ball. <laughs> okay. He's like, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. But uh, overall, it
0: is your pwn turned down? Shut up. <laughs> So overall, yeah, they build this. They build this spaceship, which is one of my favorite looks of a spaceship. From three kids, I mean, we, I, I'm just got to ask you, kids, when you were kids, did you ever dream of wanting to explore, to go into space, to build something, to get out there, be on your own, and everything?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so at, at the house that I grew up in, we had my, my grandfather was an electrician. Um, my dad, uh, my uh, my dad ran a um a decking company and so like so we always had like had spare wire spare like spare lumber around like the, around the house and um like me and my brother would actually like would take the lumber we'd actually build airplanes with like with like with the lumber, I yeah, mean, like, you know, like just like you know like building the cross sections and everything like that, fuselage and like and like you know the wings and everything and like and it was like it was not meant for flight at all because we didn't understand like fucking like you know like aviation or aerodynamics at all. <laughs> yeah. However, like but like but there was obviously something in us that like that wanted us to to explore and to like and to to like to 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 travel, you know, like into like to fucking like to explore the com the the cosmos and and like and really kind of see what's out there. Yes, how about you Stu? Absolutely. I think
3: that is a, a a core being of a human is the wanting to go out there to the unknown and figure it out and experience that, especially as a male. Uh, that, you know yeah. That is what we are designed and engineered to do is to go out there and explore. Yeah. And that speaks to the, the heart of childhood right there.
2: How about you, Lenny? Oh man, I was all about sitting in my room and staring at the wall. I don't know about you guys. Makes a lot of sense, (laughs) (laughs) really does. No, so not so much like outer space per se, but But like. A lot of paint chips as a kid. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I I definitely was very much into um adventure like the you know like the movie uh goonies or like stand by me where like they go off in the woods
0: which stand by me has the actor that uh, is in this movie yes yes which i'm gonna go ahead and talk about right now is the casting process for the three boys uh this is uh if anybody knows ethan hawk of course this was his debut role his first oh, really? ever role. yes this was his
2: first i didn't role. know it was his debut that's fucking cool yes it was that is weird to
0: get
3: literally a starring role in a major film yeah, for your first role. Yes,
2: yeah,
0: But he and the thing is the movie was such a flop to the point where he was even made fun of at school because the movie didn't do well at all and everything else. And he didn't get anywhere, but then he started getting roles a couple years later. But then you also had actors like the late River Phoenix, which I thought he portrayed Wolfgang amazing. I thought yeah. he did a great job. And the thing is, Wolfgang wanted to be the role of Ben because the, the three boys are named Ben, Darren, and Wolfgang. Wolfgang is hilarious. Comes from a German family, but... River Phoenix wanted to be casted as Ben. He did not want to be casted as this little geeky character. But Joe Dante thought that he had so much range that he ben. wanted him to be Wolfgang. So he gave his 100%, but he was not happy about it. In fact, the female actress that that uh, played, um, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Swanson or something like that.
1: Uh, so Laurie Swanson's character... Didn't, uh, was, didn't played, was played by Amanda Peterson. Yes,
0: Amanda Peterson, and uh, she he did not want this role wearing like a geek with glasses and everything else. But he did so well that it it, it did it perfectly.
2: Yeah, he played like the geeky character, but uh, and I'm glad that they made him play the geeky character because he already uh, he he had done Stand by Me by the time this movie came out. Correct? He did it afterwards. He did it after. Yes, because he. I mean, you know, he did Stand by Me, and he got to play that rebellious, rebellious like. He, the bad kid. That's what
0: he wanted to do. For he wanted yeah. to be Darren's character. So, yeah. and then this kid doesn't have enough. Doesn't get enough billing. Uh, Jason Preston played Darren, and I thought he did great. He never gets any bill like top billing at all. But I actually, he's actually my favorite character out of the three boys. But, and you want to know other actors that tried to uh, be casted for Ben were both the Corey felt the uh, both core both Corys, yeah. and also Peter Bingley,
2: bill, Billingsley. Who played Ralphie in the store In uh, Christmas Story, you know what I was going to say is the uh, I want to say the girl who is like the 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 main uh, the main uh, Ethan Hawke's character's crush, Lori Swinson. Lori Swinson. She yeah. ended. She actually ended up in real life, like growing up and dating uh, Corey Feldman, and it's fucking tragic, man. Because just like a lot of other kids from that era, like she became like literally like addicted to meth and crack. If you look at pictures of her, she's beautiful. Like when she was a little girl. She's really pretty, and then, like, I, she grew up to be a really beautiful young lady. And then shortly after that, dude, there are pictures that show her fucking spiral of, of mug shots where she just becomes someone that's completely unrecognizable, man. Yeah. It's fucking tragic.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Man. But overall, I thought the casting process of the three boys went perfectly. And I got to ask you guys, out of the three boys, what is your favorite character? Mm, like, ah, Which one do you feel like you more related so, to as a younger kid? Probably Wolfgang.
3: Really? Wolfgang, now tell me why. Um, I was really big into electronics, into computers, um, tearing apart stuff, building stuff on the component level like that. Um, Even though I would go out and probably got into the level of problems as the the misfit child, I was still in a lot of the advanced classes and constantly wanting to feed my my curiosity and, yeah uh, educate myself on stuff that interested me so i probably yeah wolfgang is the one that spoke to me and i think uh river did a wonderful job oh he did a great wonderful job, job being cast against type
2: and showing that
0: i think his comic his comic uh, timing was really good too yeah may,
2: may it, he rest in peace for sure man yeah i know that's another it actor was, that, that was, that was just, a big fucking tragedy i was gonna say um for me um, the future young Indiana jones too in the last crusade in the uh, beginning
1: scene. Yep. Count to yeah. 10. 1 2 in greek uno dia. <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you who do you relate to? So for
2: me it was uh definitely Ethan Hawke's character because, the dreamer? Yeah, because as a kid like you know, yes I was very much into adventure and uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to bore you guys with with my childhood, but I definitely had an aspect of my childhood that was really hard and so as a kid, I was always trying to find ways to escape and and find adventure and find, like, a fantasy or something to get away from the shit that I was actually going through as a kid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was constantly going out in the woods and going off and trying to find, I don't know, adventure and, and fun, like, things that, you know, I don't know, like, similar to this movie. Of course, this is a movie and, and fantasy, and it's not real. But with Ethan Hawke's character, I think the other way that I identify with him is the fact that... I was definitely that kid that um, I was very optimistic and and friendly and nice to everybody and, like, you know, like you'd have, like, the nerd kid that people would make fun of. I would be the kid that would befriend that kid yeah. because I was definitely not the type of kid that would be like, oh, you're a nerd. Don't talk to me. You know, I, I would be friends with everyone on, on and on every level. Anyone that was willing to show me any ounce of kindness or respect or care, You were my friend. That's kind of how I was as a kid, so I kind of identify with that personality.
0: See, the thing is, uh, even though my favorite character is uh, Darren, I actually would also be more in like with uh, Ben's character because I'm more of the dreamer, you know, wanting to see what's out there, like to to be like that, to be, you know, very friendly to other kids and everything else at that time. But I more relate to that character more than anything. How about you, Tyler?
1: All right, man, so... I really can't like line myself up with like with like any one of these like these characters because like I'm I'm my own person they're like they were their own characters um you know Ethan Hawk like his his character Ben like I guess like he's like the closest one I guess because he's like he's the most like normal sort of like middle of the road kind of kid I guess I mean like you know like he had this like this crush we all had a crush oh yeah he had these aspirations we all had aspirations but I mean like but as far as like as As like as Wolfgang and Darren go, like they were pretty pretty extreme cases. Like you know, like Wolfgang wasn't just a nerd. He was like he was a nerd bred from nerds. Like you know, he was like he had sign like you know like uh, a scientist parents. Yeah, you can see about his father, which is played by the scientist uh,
0: James. Cromwell. You know who James Cromwell is. Yep. You know, from oh, Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. Totally he also played a nerd, in Re- the nerd's father in Revenge of the Nerds. He was also, didn't he play Bush in the Oliver Stone movie? And he yeah, was also had, in
2: the show Six Feet Under. I had a friend who was a giant fan of, of that movie, the, the Revenge of the Nerds. And uh, what was the guy, the cockeyed dude's name, that was like really buff with the fucking, with the curly hair? And he goes, Nerds! Like that's Ogre. Ogre. I fucking yeah. love that guy, man. Yeah. So. But um, you can tell that how much
0: of a geek family that really is. So overall on this movie, um, as we've gone through the casting, I I thought the three boys' chemistry was like perfect. I thought they all did a great job, especially Ben and Wolfgang together and everything else. Um, I thought they were very, it was very realistic in how they acted. But. They basically get a call to get this to the point where they get this technology where they can make a uh, shield or basically like something that they could sit in where they can build a spaceship to go out in outer space. It's actually a really cool. It's actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie when they build a spaceship and they also even give it a great name based on a Bruce Springsteen song called Thunder Road. But the ship... I I gotta say, that that is probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is them building the ship, the whole montage of them because it just shows the teamwork of these three boys and the chemistry as they're building this thing because they make it out of a fucking tilt a
2: whirl. You guys remember the tilt a whirls? And it yes. sh- well and it shows you it shows your uh, a kid's imagination and, and what, what potential is there. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh you gotta read that. It is.
1: <laughs> hey little... Hey, i'm gonna i'm gonna call for a punishment shot okay yeah because, oh, like... it's worth it it's worth yeah. it to me yeah it's worth it to me i will take it because if it, if it was related to like to what we're doing right now whatever like then i'd be like ah, yeah, you know like we, <laughs> we can talk about that but it's, it's absolutely not so nope. yeah but nope. i'll, a funny I'll... Meme.
2: i vote nay i vote yay I, I, will no, I will accept no vote not needed
3: vote not needed i accept
0: all right, so we're gonna go ahead and do a punishment shot for Stu for interrupting our fucking show with showing memes to everybody, you motherfucker. It, it was, was a ins- good
3: meme. It was fucking worth it. It was funny. <laughs> but still, it. Was completely off it, was, it was funny, however, completely unrelated. It was, yeah, but exactly.
2: So hypnotic for you, brother. I mean, you could argue that the kids in this movie probably watched Sesame Street. Huh? Never mind. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So basically that, that, that scene where they got the tilt to whirl and they uh, grab it from
0: the junkyard, which is funny is there's a little cameo by the Rosebud from uh, at the uh, junkyard from uh, Citizen Kane. If yep. you all, did, did you all see that? Yep. The uh, sled? No, rosebud. I, I didn't catch that at all. Man. Yeah, that was inside the junkyard. <laughs> but uh, they grab this tilt-a-whirl and they, they make it with a trash can, with the fucking TV screen, and they put the computer that uh, has the technology that they got from the aliens to, to uh, build the shield around the, uh, the ship – I fucking love that scene. It's just, it, and it shows how much that it, cause each of them have a certain part. One of them is the mechanic, which is more of Darren is more of the mechanic because he does like the power tools and the, uh, um, welder and stuff like that. Ben, you know, he puts the space shuttle on the front of the, uh, the, um, sh- thunder row because he's a dreamer. He want he dreams about going into space and everything else. And I forgot to talk about the scene in the beginning of the movie of the title where you could see that on his TV when, he's uh, talking to Wolfgang on the walkie-talkie you can see the movie War of the Worlds uh, playing in the background if you yep. guys notice that yep. but overall great fucking talkie. scene is and is there a niner in there? <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, great scene also the uh, the score I love the fucking this score right here this is the building scene and the construction I love this score this is score done by Jerry Goldsmith who has basically done all of Joe Dante's
2: films most of them uh, ever since before I yeah, really passed away, I can see that. Yeah, I, it's good, man. Yeah, I'm gonna start playing that whenever I have a honeydew list of shit to do around the house. No, no, I
1: mean like Jerry Goldsmith is definitely like you know he's a he's a classic classic Hollywood composer. Yeah, like he's 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 been involved like with so many great films. As a matter of fact, actually, like so after after rewatching this for for this podcast, I came across Small Soldiers. Yeah, that's another yeah. good one from Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Well, hence why I'm bringing it up. Like so, like so. I brought up. Uh, so I uh, rewatched uh, Small Soldiers, and like, and there's like, there's. There's obviously like some a lot of recurring things that like that are are, are like like that are in every single one of his movies. Like it seems like Dick Miller isn't like in every single one of his fucking movies that he does. Dick Miller and Robert Picardo. And there's like there's always like there's always some kind of sound from like from World of Worlds, even like Small Soldiers, which was made like in the mid 90s or something like that. Yeah. Like it like it, there's like there's a I can't remember exactly which scene it was like but was... You listen to it like there are sound effects from World of Worlds. Like that movie must have touched Joe Dante like in a certain way. Like that, like that. Oh is,
0: shit! All those movies did.
1: Ca- it him to like it. it like and it must have been, like a great influence to him because like has, it's in every single one of his movies.
0: There's a scene inside the movie where they're in the drive-in theater and they're uh, also playing a uh, movie in the drive-in theater, like an old movie where you can see the paper. Uh, flying saucers in space. Robert Picardo plays this man named Star Killer. It's old, cheesy movie because that, that is Joe Dante style. He loves those movies. That's what he grew up on. Yep. And you can hear all those sound effects. And also at the end of the movie, which I'm going too fast, but like I said, everybody who, who's listening to this podcast, you, you have to watch the movie. I'm not going to go all the way down it. You you, you know the scenes I'm talking about. Um, basically, the ending scene when uh, Walk, who's also played by Robert Picardo, which is the aliens that they meet, You can hear all the sound effects from the old movies from the 50s and 60s playing all throughout the background because the aliens were raised by watching TV from the uh, the generation over here. And that's how they figured what uh, humans were like by watching all the movies and how aliens were treated and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, which I'm sure was like was probably like meant to be like um, was meant to be like kind of a kind of to to sort of show a mirror. To the way that the kids were being raised at that time in the '80s, were like where a lot of those kids were being raised by, yeah, by television, and um, and those aliens were meant to like to kind of show that. But there
0: was a lot of stuff that this this movie wasn't finished. This movie was never finished. The, in fact, the studio really rushed him to finish this. Dante and his editing team submitted a rough cut by the late spring of 1985, but Paramount wanted to take advantage of the busy summer market. They changed the initial release date of late August to early July. They said, just stop editing the picture, and we're going to put it out. We got a perfect day for it, and we know we're going to make a lot of money. It's all they wanted was the money. They didn't even care about what was going on. He had all these scenes filmed that he never even used. Now, you guys remember the uh, the, uh, the scene at the uh, drive-in theater, and you saw the... the um, the teenagers inside the car, that was supposed to be Ben's brother, older brother. that He was completely cut out. It was a complete plot cut out because there's a whole dinner. Because I watched all the deleted scenes of this movie. And there was a whole scene where Ben, being the dreamer that he is, is trying to talk to his parents at the table with his brother making fun of him and how he's writing a letter trying to go to space camp. And his father doesn't even care. So it, it's, it shows what he wants to do. He wants to get out there. He wants to see you know space and see what what's out there and beyond and everything else
3: which i don't think that's what I needed it was what was already left in the film it completely implied the dreamer aspect that he already was
0: yeah but the thing is joe dante was trying to go for a more spiritual feel in this film and it ended up being cut up so much that there's scenes unfinished that there's you can tell that the movie is completely rushed especially at the end What did you guys think of the aliens at the end of the movie? I mean, seriously, did you think they were really corny? Do you think that they were worth watching? I mean, seriously, if you were to relate to aliens in other movies from the 80s, what would you think? I think it would have been better if it was Predators in there. (laughs) <laughs>
3: Fuck
1: yeah! Fuck
0: yeah!
3: Just like completely out of left field. Oh twist.
0: my god, I could just imagine now that they're being pulled up. So I'm thinking of predators now, where they're actually pulling up in the space in their spaceship. They're getting to the ship, and then they're dropped on a planet full of predators. Exactly. Three it would have been amazing. Hunted down by predators. Well, wow, that's this actually a, a good story, right there. Wonderful,
3: you know, heart feel, you know, coming of age
2: film, and then all of a sudden,
0: a fight for the lives. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking hilarious.
2: I uh, you know me personally I liked it. I I really did. I you know it's was it corny? Yeah, of course it was, but it's the 80s and you know and this is a family friendly, you know, kid friendly kind of a movie. It, for what it was, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was cute. You know the the I I was entertained by it. I love the lines. What, what Do you guys think Robert Ricardo did a good job at Walk the uh, yes. the, the Alien? Yes. I
0: loved one of the lines he said where he said, because you know how they base the human lives on TV, where he said, I watched four episodes of Lassie before I figured out why the little hairy kid never spoke. I mean, he wrote over. Sure, he did. That's fine. But I don't think he deserved a series for that. I thought that was happening. <laughs> <of funny. laughs> no, man. Like,
1: like, so the, the first half of the movie kind of built up. So like all these expectations about like about you know, like what they're gonna find when they finally like you know they they built the spaceship and they got into space and they 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 like they went to where like where these aliens were supposed to be like there were so like so many expectations about what they're gonna find and like and I feel like that the aliens that they did find were like were a huge letdown they're like these cartoon characters yeah and like and well,
0: I, I no they're cartoon characters but they're also basing themselves off of the tv that they saw they no. saw looney tunes and no, all no, that no, no, stuff no.
1: that's that's not what i mean i mean like i mean like their actual physical appearance and like in the way that their dad like which she had which he didn't give a fuck about about american tv or like or, or earth tv or anything like that like he wasn't raised raised the same way like that his kids were like the, the the aliens themselves like their physical appearance well like was a cartoon character like the like the female like you know she like she just had like this cartoon alien appearance yeah so did walk and then like the dad shows up, whatever, and like he's standing there with his like his hands on his hips and then he's tapping his foot and he's got like this like this fucking like this like plumber's Big belly. belt, yeah. This plumber's belt on like with this beer gut and everything like that. And like and like, you know, like it just it seemed very, very cartoonish. It's like we like these kids, like they had like these these dreams and like and they they built this machine and like and they like they had like they went through all this trouble, whatever to like to to get to to get to uh to space and to meet these aliens, whatever like and and what they found like to me was like was a huge was letdown. a huge fucking letdown yeah. and like and like I, I feel like the last half of the movie like is a disgrace. I really, really, really would have hoped that they would have they would have met the met these aliens and and maybe perhaps like, it even would have been, like, would have been satisfying if the aliens had just as many questions as they did. Like, well, hey, do you guys, like, do you guys know what the meaning of the universe is? Like, yeah. no, we were kind of hoping that you would. Like, yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking. Like, because you know, like-
0: they're kids. That's that's the thing. The, the aliens were kids. And I really appreciate
3: the fact that they were kids. Um, when they first meet them and they're acting all silly and everything like that, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. But then once you slowly start to realize, no, these are fucking children also, and they have the same... Wants and hopes and dreams that we do as, as fucking, yeah. you know, and
1: Sexual fucking urges. Yeah. Bro, like okay, that.
3: Okay, also, Bro, how weird, Darren, man? You,
0: you don't remember Darren when his fucking line says, uh, maybe it's a bunch of Amazon Rainforest women who want to breed a new race. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what um, the kid was
1: expecting. Well, no, like, who was the, what was the, uh, the female aliens, aliens name? Like, walk sister or whatever? You know what? Ne- Neek or something like that. Yeah, something and she like had a thing for
0: Wolfgang. Fuck recently. yeah,
1: dude. Dude, bro, like, Wolfgang should have beat, beat them heart- fucking sheiks, dude. Oh, she wanted God. it so bad. She was like, touching <laughs> him and everything like that, okay. rubbing on his arm and, how and everything like that with those weird she ass suction
0: cups.
3: So much like the female gremlin. Oh, wow. Did I didn't you didn't expect that. Yeah. As was, You're right. As I was re watching it, I was like, Looks just like that female well, because,
1: fucking gremlin. Yeah, because they both yeah, had like yeah, they yeah. both had like the pink eyeshadow with like big yeah, lashes and everything was like that. right
3: They're, there. The hair, the, the way it you, was. you are right Looped about around. that,
1: the whole cartoony and how yes. extremely
0: cartoony it was. But you, and,
3: I mean, even ET, his race of aliens looked fucking ridiculous. Real. Well, see, a lot All of right. people got
0: scared of ET. You know that scene? Why? No, no, no. There's a scene that people actually hate is seeing ET spread out on the fucking. Uh, creek when he's all pale and white and dying, yeah. yeah, that scared a lot of people. That actually fucking scared a lot of kids. Like, oh,
1: what the well, fuck is it's, that? It's also it's also just like just really really sad because like because you've kind of you because at that point you've kind of become accustomed to to ET and like and kind of become endear to him and then like a great, movie. See, great and, movie and then you see him kind of like kind of pale and like and nearly lifeless like laying in the, like in this yeah, you're screen. seeing somebody that you know dying yeah yeah and then like and then later on like he's in the lab and he's just like Elliot and he's like he's fucking dying and you're like it like it really pulls at your heart you're like oh my god like you know like et's dying oh yeah and like and it, like it's, it really was sad the the part of, of et that like that that scared the fuck out of me as a kid because like cuz i believe that movie was made before i was even born so when i saw it for the first time i was probably very very young it was 1982, I believe. It was definitely before my time. However, um, the scene where like where Elliot finds him, like in the cornfield, and like it, like they, you know, he's, he has the light shine on them. They're both screaming or something like that. Like that scared the fuck out of oh, me. Oh, the like, way that he screamed, like yeah, then that scared the shit out of me because like because you know he like it was this very very high tension kind of moment. Like you know he's out there with the flashlight trying to trying to find out like what that noise was, and like in like you know he's screaming, Elliot's screaming or something like that. Like it, it like it fucking got me as a child. Um, but like, but beyond that, like you know, ET was not really a, a a scary alien at all.
0: No, no, he wasn't. And these aliens, when you compare them to ET and these aliens, there's a complete difference. But that that's the thing about that's really talked about in this movie is how the first, I'd say the first three quarters of this movie is amazing. I mean, it's it's really adventurous seeing these kids go up into space, and then when you get to the last fifteen twenty minutes, it's like what. What the fuck just yeah. happened? Yeah,
2: yeah, but again, it's it's uh, it. You know, it's cute. It's it's a kids' movie. Uh, you know, I was still entertained by it. Okay, well, you
0: remember Flight of the Navigator? I mean, Pee Wee Herman playing the yeah. Yeah, fucking Navigator. Uh, what did you all think of that? I mean, what did you all think of Flight of the Navigator? Did you see that one?
1: No, I mean, I haven't rewatched it like in a while. So, like, yeah. so I, I, I honestly, remember. I honestly can't speak on it. Oh, I remember okay. Flight of the Navigator.
2: One of the the scenes that I will never forget that really stuck with me as a kid was the part where he, like, gets in a spaceship and he goes, they go flying off for a little bit, which seems like a very short period of time, and he comes back and he tries to go home, and, like, the, the people that answer the door are, like, adults that don't know who the fuck he is. And oh, because he jumped like, in time, basically. Yeah, yeah, that 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 particular part of the movie stuck with me because it was so sad. Yeah. And I I I was like, God, like, if that happened to me, that would be so fucked, you know? Yeah. Like, it was was a sad, sad, sad moment. That was the only thing that really I remember from that movie.
0: Well, see, this also relates to the movies. Like, when you have the three kids that are adventurous, you think of the Goonies. I mean, what do you all... The Goonies, I think, is a great example of one of the best movie of the 80s of a whole bunch of kids getting together for an adventure like that.
2: (laughs) So, the Goonies is one of those reasons why I used to go, like in the woods and go exploring. So I think I was going to find a cool cave with a fucking pirate ship in it. (laughs) And I remember like relatively recently, I forget why, but my, my wife and I thought it would be a good idea to put Goonies on for our kids. And, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Goonies, you know, it'll be fine. And, like, <laughs> the kid's, like, calling the other kid penis breath and shit. And then my son's like, what's that mean? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, shit, I mean, I think that movie, Dude. the word
0: shit is said in that movie at least 20 or 30 times. Yeah. From the I, kids itself. I,
2: like, as a kid, when I saw it, I mean, I don't know, because my parents were not nearly as strict or as aware of um, the type of content and shit that I was watching So it was whatever, but then like I'm, I'm as an adult now I've got kids and my kids are not of an appropriate age to be hearing shit like penis breath or people saying shit every two minutes or whatever. Yeah. Or like the scene with the with the little fucking statue figurine thing, and the fucking dick breaks off, and they're trying to glue it back on. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 no, if, if you're gonna glue it like that,
0: we, God, would be making us be pissing in our faces. Yeah, dude.
2: Uh, that yeah that whole that whole thing. Like, I I've, shortly after that, I had to turn it off because I was like, I don't even know. I have a list. Of shit, I've got to try to explain to my kids now. Like, so what age do you think would be the right time to show them that film? Like, maybe like twelve. So, would 13? you say that this film is good for your kids to watch? I mean, would you would you uh, say there's any thing that, in this film honestly? That- this film, yeah, I you know, there's a couple of times that they say a couple of phrases that might spark a, a, a discussion a little bit, but other than that overall i think yeah this would definitely be it would definitely be more appropriate than fucking goonies yeah. what about the scene where ethan
3: hunt is committing that that horrible horrible crime of being a peeping tom oh, on that
2: yeah guy? that's you know what <laughs> like honestly man i i gotta say though in, in that scene it, there is a there is an element of innocence in it like yes. he just wants to see her he thinks she's beautiful he's not like oh man he's not like you know it's not necessarily... It's, <laughs> it's not completely sexually it's driven. He's
1: like, like perched on the fucking branch, like beating like, yeah. <laughs> like, up. But, but you know damn well... Fucking you know monkey. damn
3: well if when he had floated up in that fucking bubble, if if she was undressing or something like that, he would be whipping it out and fucking jerking it.
2: Or he would be... Well, let me ask you, would
3: you
0: be doing the same thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the silence says it all.
3: Yeah, I mean yeah you're like wait okay so now no i would not do it now if i see a fucking like, 11 year old girl no let me make that clear and present
2: no i would no, not, not do it well, No, as a, <laughs> kid, no. as a kid i'm not talking about <laughs> as a fucking adult so yeah all right I, you know i i okay I, I really don't want to picture like ethan Hawke at that age <laughs> <home>. <laughs> but i would say if he saw her like that he'd be like Fuck. oh wow he'd be like really like you know uh What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, fascinated and interested. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I feel like, funny in
3: my pants. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That kind of thing. I don't think he would necessarily be like, uh, like having all like the gross thoughts that, you know, us disgusting, dirty creatures known as men have. Um, but, you know, it, overall. How old were they? they I, I want to say I'd they say were. Say 12 old, or 13. Yeah, they're like right in their adolescence, like
1: preteens, basically. Yeah, the this, the story is definitely like a coming of age uh, coming of age tale, like late middle yeah. school, seventh eighth grade or something yeah. like that. Like the okay,
3: I, I know when I was in seventh eighth grade, I was already messing around. Yeah, all
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there's a scene that was also cut out. There was a whole birthday scene for Lisa, for the uh, for the female character, basically, where everybody was there, even the bully was there, and it was just going through the whole thing. It was right after they did their first flight. So, they haven't gone up to see the aliens yet. And uh, um, Ben actually goes over to her and they sit, sit with her and he pulls out a moon ring to give her for a birthday gift. And she was like, oh. she looked at it and she wasn't all that impressed. And then he all of a sudden just starts to kiss her and just jumps up and kisses her. And uh, then she, she starts to get into it and then she pushes him away. And then she says, No, I, I don't have feelings like that for you. So it kind of shows that she never cared for until him. the aliens no, fucking but then,
3: planted that shit in her fucking head, and all oh, she wants them. Yeah, but
0: yeah, then, man. And then at the end, right at the end, when they you see all flying in the sky after they're you know and the dream and everything, and you see uh, him and her flying doing the whole yeah. Superman Lois Lane type of thing, there is a shot that was cut where she was wearing his ring. Joe Dante regretted taking this scene out. He, he just he was so mad that he took it out because it actually explained the whole love thing between him and uh, Lori. Okay. So that she felt uh, she actually did like uh, Ben, but didn't want to say anything. See,
2: the aliens, dude, sometimes it's cool to have a friend to help you get the hookups. You know what I'm saying? Well, alien the put a good the, word the walk, in. Yeah, the,
3: put a good word as in fucking implant fucking shit into your fucking
2: crushing hey brain. <laughs> hey, man. He's helping his bro out, man. Yeah. It's fine. He's helping his bro out. So this well, of <laughs> ra- <laughs> So this movie was released on July 12th, 1985
0: on 1,750 theaters, but it turned out to be the same weekend as the Live Aid concert and also a week before Back to the Future came out. So ah, fuck. it made no money at all. It was a complete yeah. flop. By the end of its run in theaters, it only earned about nine million eight hundred and seventy three dollars and change.
2: Well, it's not like a blockbuster
0: film. It's it's a... Well, see, know, the, the thing a, is, that's what the studio was going for, but the studio rushed it so much and had him... He never got to finish the film. There was a lot of stuff that he had to do a lot of... um. Uh, what's the thing when they record sound of a uh, dialogue, uh, overdub
1: or what is it? Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's like it's dubbing or something like
0: that. Yeah. To, to fix some of the scenes like that whole ending scene when they're at the, at the tree remember yeah. at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. Cause there's always scenes like where for whatever reason, like they, they give uh, us some they, closure. Well, like they, like they're like, they're like, they kind of like point their faces away from like from like from the microphone or whatever. And like, in there, the audio kind of goes in and out just much like when we we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, um, so like there's definitely some moments where like, they have to kind of like go back in post production and kind of clean up some of the, uh, some of the audio. But overall, man, the,
0: the movie, it was a complete flop, but then over the years it became a cult status through VHS and, uh, kids through this age, like around our age. I mean, you guys, you guys remember watching this when you were younger? Yes, yes. Like, what, what, uh, when was the last time you remember watching this? Like early 90s? or the last time
3: I remember watching this, probably uh, last week. No, I'm talking about as a kid. <laughs> oh, my God. True, true story. As a kid? Um, shit, I must have been 10, maybe 10 years old. Yeah, that feels right. To me. And were you a fan of it all that much? No, it was, it was, it was good, but it wasn't. You, you are, I know, absolutely enamored with this film. Yeah. Uh, that locked you in, uh, you know, to the nostalgia factor 100%. Which is fine. Now would but you for me not a, catch me that way.
0: Now, if from a view right now, what do you think? Do you think this is a good film or do you think this is got a, a it's too flawed of a film? I mean, no, you, no, I
3: think it's a an uplifting film. Um it, it it tells a good story. The acting is decent, yeah, the writing is okay, the effects are okay for the time Industrial period. Industrial light and magic. Yeah.
0: Um no, it it's it, it holds up. And See that's up. another thing I wanted to bring up is that how the how this movie wasn't finished is uh, you remember the scene where the aliens wearing like a, basically like a a fur coat around his neck that the whole reason of that is because the costume wasn't finished the neck wasn't finished so they had to put that on there so, so yeah that's that's the whole reason plus when the kids first got into the uh, to to film inside the ship the concrete and the paint was still wet and getting on the kids they were actually falling through the concrete of the bottom of the ship damn.
3: Yeah. So I was just right now looking up uh, since we were talking about Goonies and we're talking about how much money Explorers made. How much money do you guys think uh, Goonies made at the box office?
1: I mean, probably, like for but, for how like how much we talk about it nowadays, whatever. I would have to assume that it was pretty successful.
0: Well,
2: it was around the same time, so about made ten, eleven million. What do you think, uh, buddy? one million dollars i don't fucking know man (laughs)
3: 124 million dollars i was box office i was closest closest. really worldwide
0: (laughs) well you know why because it had the steel v spielberg name on it yep that's why it had a
3: budget of 19 million so it's budget Made more was more than what the box office gross of explorers
0: was Well, it was a huge hit. well i understand that yeah. but i mean you got to remember how it was released it was released oh, during yeah. the live aid and went back to the future no no
3: no 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 no, 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 no 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 i'm 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 not arguing that it's just it it just it's staggering to me because this was a good film so I, I i enjoyed it yeah um i definitely enjoyed goonies more oh yeah
0: no i, I believe everybody does well, but um, but did
3: i enjoy it nine million dollars versus 124 million dollars more probably not that much more yeah um i was just shocked i was you know, just curious that's why i was looking that up is uh when you're talking about it is yes it may have been a, a flop but in, in how big of a flop was it and when you go up something like that that's a fucking massive goddamn flop then
0: now if there was a if there was a way that you can change the ending of this movie to make it better what do you think would have been a better ending do you think something more serious would have been better or do you think that the whole comedy was like what do you think would have been a better ending because the original, I, I can after you guys give me your opinion, I can get, tell you the what the original author had and its uh, idea. A sequel,
3: I mean, I'm uh that, it totally set up a sequel, a hundred percent by the by that ending. It was talking about you know, oh, can't see, uh, look how big you know this thing is. It's super complicated. I wonder what this is gonna do, and them all flying and. T- and looking forward to their next adventure together.
0: Well, the original ending in the script was the boys were going to go to Mars and meet an ancient alien race, which is dying, and the aliens give them all the secrets of the universe, and then they become a rune on Mars like a Robinson Crusoe, basically. That's what the original ending was going to be. That's what the writer had in mind, and Joe Dante did not like it, so he
1: came up with this whole cartoon ending, basically, on on this. So what do you that, think of that? that? That was So the whole... The, the cartoonish aliens was like was Joe Tante's idea. Yes.
0: It was, but he also there there was my,
1: my impression was like was
3: that like it was that works was, better than the, the the what was set up the as far as being transmitting the you know the the stuff and getting them to build uh, everything. The
0: whole science behind yeah, it too. And that that would
3: work a lot better to me than what the 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 child aliens
0: would have done. You think that would have been a better ending, yeah. See, I because I say it's a better that, ending,
3: but it, it, it would have made a lot more sense yeah. with what they had set up.
0: Especially with the whole about getting the uh, secrets of the universe into a dying race because, yeah, it's a completely different ending. Joe Dante just didn't like it. He didn't care for it. He actually liked the whole idea about the aliens uh, being enamored with our television, basically seeing how we are through all these movies and also showing how aliens were treated in all these movies, you know, um what, what are the movies that they uh, portray? Uh, War of the Worlds, uh The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yep. I mean, shit, there was there was a, fuck, some lizard yep. movie. I mean, yeah. a whole bunch of them.
1: Yeah, all you people do is blow things up. Yep. That was the, that was like that was their, their whole uh their So you think it was trying to message. give a political message basically in the Oh, movie? definitely. Yeah, 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 I think there was definitely like some undertones about um about children being raised on television and commercials. And then, of course, like, the the news coverage of, like, of that time where, like, where there was, like, there was, you know, it was constantly about war and everything. And, like, you know, like, there's always references back to, excuse me, World War II and, like, in the Vietnam War. And, of yeah. course, in the 80s, there was, like, there was... The Cold War was, like, was like was still, like, at its peak. So I can definitely see, like, how there was, like, this this impression um, from, like, from some sort of outside world that, like, that, well, all you do is, like, it, all you people do, like, is, is blow things up. And I, I think there was like, a, a political message, message um, that was... I don't know. I guess deemed to be more important than like than the uh, the kids actually like you know like finding something and learn and learning something. I don't I don't know. Like do you do you think there was like there was a moral of the story? Do you guys think that the kids actually learned something um, at the end of this uh, at the end of this movie? Like do, do you think that, like they well, came from way, what I could tell? Ben was, conf-
0: ben was confused the whole time. Like he, he was not expecting what he saw. He was I mean he was expecting to be like. Uh, uh, we come in peace and, you know, acting all like from Kirk from Star Trek and he stuff like that. He expected something more
2: sophisticated than what he found. And
0: then then you saw the first yeah. thing that the line, the first line that Walk says is a uh, scene from uh, Bugs Bunny. Uh, yeah. What's nah, happening? Nah, what's up, Doc? Yeah, it's like. It's like, yeah, like that's you know, like the last You just see Ben just, just looking, looking around like, like, what the, what
1: the fuck? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. So. Honestly, yeah, the last, Honestly, it's the last man. thing that you want to hear from like from an alien. Like, you know, we like so Star Trek nerds. <laughs> so you guys, yeah. you guys like, you know, like watch like, um, the movie first contact for like, for whatever, like, you know, opinions to have of that film, whatever. Fucking great. What, what what would you imagine? Like if the, like the, the, the Vulcans came off that ship and like the first thing they fucking said was like, nah, what's up doc? Like how much of I, a fucking letdown down would that be? I'd be very confused for the fact that it wouldn't I'd have been like, sense. why is he <laughs> quoting bugs? Motherfucking bunny. Um, um
2: yeah, something's wrong here. You're trying, mm-hmm. I, hold on. Are we talking about first contact right now? Or are we yeah. talking about so? No,
0: he's talking about like in first contact when the Vulcans come down and basically they get to see the first contact with the first alien race. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. right when they put their hands up, say, you know, how you doing? And they go, hey, what's up, Doc? You know hey, what? I
2: was thinking of the movie Contact. With, oh my God! Uh, no, but totally like no. Did. All right, all right. <laughs> so, so, all right, that's so, another
1: one. no. That's actually good. That's actually a good. That's actually a good, yeah. actually a good um, a movie to bring up because I think at one point in time, like you and I, were talked about that. We're like, where there's actually a lot of parallels between First Contact and this film. We're like, where the first half of the movie, there's like this all this build up, like you know, yep. like, um, like you know, all these expectations about these, like the, like what, what are these aliens going to be like? What are they going to say? What are they going to do? And <laughs> like, and this movie was like was a huge fucking letdown. Whereas like with where First Contact, like. It wasn't as much of a letdown, but it was still a letdown because, like, because Jodie Foster goes, like, you know, she goes through, like, through this this portal and she goes through, like, this other world. And, like, and it's basically meant to look like Earth and to emulate... Um, our own people, whatever, to be more acceptable to like to, to like to like to not break to our brain, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to break your brain, whatever, like, and which is which is understandable, but at the same time, it's still let down because you still expect something alien, you still expect something different. And like in this movie, like it was incredibly fucking different. There were like these cartoonish characters, but like, but their message was like, was it was a fucking joke,
0: yeah, no, you're right on that. And I remember yeah. me and you talking but about what,
3: that now, what comparison. do you think realistically? if the aliens did come down here landed came out what do you think the average human's response is going to be to that motherfucker coming and landing in their field
1: so uh is, is your huh. question like what is our response going to yes. be or what, what is our, so our most response, most i will say please that please, not least what it like like what can you tell us about the universe you know what i know what like, it is i know what do, it, do, do, I know do, it is do, i know what do, it
0: is we throw the dub in the air
2: remember that oh fuck sex. off <laughs> oh
1: <my> god <laughs> All we, right, I we hate you so. peace. I, I and peace. Hold you so
2: on, much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here because I haven't had like I haven't had we
1: come and peace. I haven't come and peace. I haven't said
2: a few things, so I'm gonna say first. <laughs> of all... That was a good one, though. I didn't get a chance to talk about the ending of the movie. I think that um, the kid from Stand By Me fucking the alien would have been cool. <laughs> second Jesus of all, Christ. second of all, yeah, I'm getting that raw, been an ugly we're fucking getting, baby. We're getting <laughs> all, that, all, that build, all that, build up for that. <laughs> we're getting fucking raw, folks. Oh, all right, as far oh, yeah. as context concerned, the whole fucking thing with. Uh, I I will agree with with Tyler on the fact that it was a letdown and a a good analogy or a good um, description of that letdown was when fucking Mr. Garrison got his fucking face busted up and had to have his face fixed on South Park and the doctor's describing what they did and all the gruesome shit he's saying, none of it fucking makes him throw oh up my God. until he goes, by the way, have you seen that movie Contact? And he fucking starts blowing jokes. <laughs> he goes, I waited until the end of that fucking movie and the alien was his goddamn fucking father. Like, he was, he was fucking upset. So, yeah, it, it, you know, obviously there is a, a slight element of um, disappointment. When the alien starts talking And the kids are like, what the fuck, man? I was expecting something a lot more sophisticated, something a lot more, like, you know, official. You know what I mean? And instead of whatever the fuck this is, it was very kind of informal. And And then doing a whole musical number uh, with Little Richard. I mean, that was. But, you know, basically what that whole scene and all that was was that the aliens were showing that. In, in a way, they admire us because they, they watch, like, all the cool, entertaining shit that we do. And but they, they were, also, and they like they were but
0: No, but they were also afraid of us. And that's why they brought these three boys because they saw that they were dreamers. They weren't
2: like everybody right. else in the movies. So well, that's why so, they brought them but up. But that's the cool thing is that they can be afraid of humans. But they also know at the same time that not all humans are like the shit that they see. Yeah. That, that there's good and bad in every species. I don't give a, give a fuck what it is. Yeah. You're going to find good and bad in everything. And these three boys were a shining example of that. All three of them were good-hearted kids. And these two aliens in themselves, out of their curiosity, turned out to just be kind of kids themselves. And, you know, this is how they kind of learned about humans. And they were just showing them, hey, this is what we know about you guys. This is all we have. Yeah. Um, The whole aspect of of these two kids being sophisticated enough and having the ability ability to send um, fucking... um, Blueprints via dreams to these kids so that they could figure out a way to make a ship or, or make a. a I thought that was actually pretty cool. Actually. It was it was cool, but not totally. It was believable all scientific too. But I at mean, the it was same time, things like inertia and all that stuff. But at the same time, again, you're talking about you're going to be fast and loose about certain things when it comes to science and everything else because it's sci-fi. Whenever you have sci-fi, the, the science behind things and the way that the things are explained or understood are going to be, you know, it's yeah. not going to be... Obviously, this movie is just a fun, entertaining movie because if that technology actually existed, we would have used it by now to travel the universe and done all these things. Yeah. But um, it was actually very interesting because I remember you bringing up this movie for us to watch and I was I couldn't for the life of me remember... I was like how the fuck do they explain three normal ass kids going into like the furthest depths of the galaxy and meeting aliens like and then and then it started to I started to remember as I was watching it. Yeah so I know that was a question that you asked earlier I didn't get a chance to answer. Um I God, I wanna say I was like maybe my son's age. I was somewhere around nine, ten years old yeah when I saw this movie. So I had a very, 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 very vague uh, memory of You're it. You're not the only one. See, I've asked a lot of people about
0: this movie, and it says I think I remember that. And then yeah. I, and all I have to say is uh, three kids that build a spaceship and go to space. Oh, I remember that movie. God, I haven't seen that in the longest time. I mean, uh, every uh, every kid has seen it because I'm sure it's been on TV. You know, all yeah. cut up and everything else, the TV version, or yep. it's probably even played on Disney because Disney played a lot of movies that were even not even owned by Disney on the Disney Channel and stuff like
2: that. I remember it's, Goonies played it's on one the of those, Disney Channel. It's one of those yeah, things it's that you... it cut up c- to fuck, too. It was, like, really cut up. It's it had the octopus scene in it. You can, you can bring up that movie. It had the octopus
0: scene? Yes. I watched Goonies on the Disney Channel where it they had, cut I, all the language, but they added the fucking octopus scene that was near the pirate ship. Yeah. Holy, holy shit. shit! Yeah, where they, where they take the Walkman and they put the Walkman under inside because the octopus is all about to attack them okay. all okay and they uh, who, who's got the walkman um one of the one of the kids i think it's uh, uh mouth i believe has the walkman and they stuff it in the octopus's mouth and then they put the ear the uh the headphones and then the you can see the octopus the fake octopus riding off with the uh headphones because it's scared of the music and stuff like that yeah no that was inserted in there that was a deleted huh. scene from goonies
2: Well, I was going to say similar to Goonies or like the movie uh, that we're we're featuring right now, Explorers, it's uh, anyone that's our age, um, Explorers is one of those movies that people would, you know, identify with or have some recollection of, just like if you were to say TGIF, every last one of us was like, oh, yeah. Thank God it's see, Friday. Fucking Friday, they had that that, that block. Family Matters, Stand yeah. By Me. They, see, booyah. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I remember all that. Yes, it wasn't Stand By Me. It was Step By Step. Step by, whatever. Same, yeah, Step
0: By Step. Step By Step. Not Dinosaurs was on there. Yeah, I know. And then
2: 2020 would come on. Actually, I got to a certain age where I actually in, appreciated that show, too, and I would sit and watch 2020. But anyways. Or Full House. It's part of, yeah, Full it's House was a part of it. Perfect Strangers. That, that, a perfect Strangers. Yeah, dude. D- see, this is fucking great. Yeah. So that the, all that stuff um, and this movie and, like, the Goonies and that is definitely um, a product of its time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, for those of you that are listening, if you haven't seen Explorers or, you know, yeah, if you haven't seen Explorers and you're our age, definitely check it out. Um, no, I think it's a, and no, I will I think it's a great film. I would say that your kids film. would probably like watching I, it, too. I,
0: I won't lie. I showed this movie to my kids, and they were like, "It was okay. Which yeah. I was kind of shocked. I thought they were going to love it. I was like, this is one of my favorite movies as a kid. You're
2: going to love it. Daddy, and
3: you got bad taste. That's basically well, what my daughter Well, it's just the
2: special said. effects nowadays. A kid sees something like Explorers and they're like... No, no, because Man. I showed them Goonies and they fucking love that one. Oh, they loved... Okay. Oh, they love the Goonies. see, I, I let my kids watch that. So. <laughs> the Truffle Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: how do you think that
3: they would respond, Lenny, or Earthlings would respond, the average average person if aliens landed here to make contact with us how what is is your belief
2: that our that our response would be initially blind fear Uh, unfortunately and this is universal with curiosity curiosity uh, i will say that uh, universally though uh, if you look at not just human beings but creatures in general the the fear of the unknown is very much like i'll give you a great example try and approach a deer Mm -hmm. try it it's not going to fucking happen. Why? Because of blind fear. They don't know what your intentions are, and most creatures, be it extremely basic to be very intelligent like ourselves, if you don't know what the intention is of another species or another thing, your your initial reaction or your initial um, go to is going to be danger. Yeah, because it's a survival yeah. thing. Because it, my my thing is this. If an alien shows up and they're peaceful and I don't know that and I treat them as if they're dangerous and I run the other way, I'm safe. If they land and they do have ill intentions and I run away, I'm still safe. Either way, my life and my ability to survive is still going to happen. So I think that unfortunately the initial reaction for most people or most creatures of any kind is blind fear of the unknown.
3: Oh, you Ron?
0: I just think the curiosity, and I think that we would really stand our gr- stand our ground. Basically, would be very protective, and I think it would be uh, it would be a big shock. I mean, because we've never had anything like that happen. Because I know that they're, right now they're
2: starting to release all this footage about UFOs and all that stuff that the government's releasing. And I think that's uh, crap. You really think it's crap? I think it's crap. I think it's just a, a grab for attention. I don't fucking believe it. Really, like a distraction?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean that could yep, be another yep. point. Yeah, but I mean, I. I, curiosity, I, I but I do know that uh, no matter what, I think we would be extremely protective because of everything that's
1: gone on in the last couple of decades and everything else. So absolutely. How about you, Tyler? Yeah, dude. So like, I think it would be like it would be absolutely split down the middle, just like everything else in this uh, in our society. Like there would be there would be a, a group of people that was very very welcoming and and very curious of like a, of like of this alien species. Um, there would be like would be another half that was like that was very very skeptical and and immediately defensive. Um, like, you know, like, uh, start arming up and everything like that. Like, you know, yeah. like there'd be a End call, of days. call for military. Yeah. Like. Overall, I think there'd be like a lot of panic. I think like there'd be a, a lot of there will be like a lot of empty shelves of toilet paper and a lot of empty gas stations. Like you know, just like just like, <laughs> you, you would see no, no, Independence I mean, like, that, That's, day. that's fucking Independence great. Day. No, it's very
0: Independence Day is
1: a perfect example
0: because of that. you see the people that are on on the top of the uh, thing and they're all like welcome and bring back like Elvis. A dumb but then you bitch. see other people like going and like
2: trying to leave town and everything. And else. who fucking survived? Not the people on the tower going. I hope they bring back Elvis. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Stupid dumb bitch. And then they end up getting exploded. I've said my piece. Continue.
0: Sorry.
2: So,
3: question, Steve, about your What's about
0: your answer on that?
3: Okay, I believe they land in about 60 to 75% of this country. Um, they land in somebody's backyard or field or something like that. Star Trek Enterprise, their explanation of how the mirror universe started yeah, is what I believe would actually happen. So, in the prime timeline, they show um, Ephron Cochran, you know, being the one that the Vulcans land. And, you know, they exchange, you know, you know, greetings to um, Enterprise. They showed it going down a little bit differently. Uh, as soon as the Vulcans land and come out and, you know, live long and prosper, um, Ephron goes up and he pulls a shotgun on them. He fucking kills them, blows them a fucking way. And then he takes the fucking ship, and that's what th- thereby kicked off the entire Earth dominance in yeah. in the uh, in the Star Trek Mirror universe. Right. I have a feeling right. if if uh, if a unknown force lands in about sixty to seventy five percent of this country. Uh, that the reaction is going to be a armed reaction an armed protection to go on the defensive and protecting of our land. Yes, uh, that's like what I believe, you were saying, yeah. but I think it's going to be a much more violent reaction. We would all like to say we're going to be enlightened and we're going to be welcoming and oh, you know, help help us. But ultimately, we are still very. Tribal, protective creatures, yeah. and we have to protect what is ours, what is our families, uh, and our first instinct against an unknown force is to repel it. Okay, by any means necessary.
0: All right, I have. Uh, we're going to close here in a second, but I want to ask a question to you guys, and it's not related to the movie, but it is related to uh, extraterrestrials. Do you guys believe there's something out there? Because I, you know, that's a good question to bring up. I mean, this mathematically, is about- in my mind, there has to be. There the, has to be. There has well, it's a big galaxy be. out yes, there. There's the, plenty of
3: room for. I mean, yes, what, what's, the,
0: that, what, what, what's that? What's that? Where's that? Is that from Contact? Contact. Online? Yep. Is that what you're from? There's plenty of There'd room. It'd be out an there. awful waste of space. Off, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, do you do how you believe- large
3: the universe is? It's scientifically damn near impossible that there not to be at least some form of other intelligent life. Now, how far along they are, <laughs> don't know. Yeah. But just the fact of the, the vastness and. How everything can evolve, the, the random uh, rolls of the dice, and everything that goes along, just taking out intelligent design, taking out all of that out of the equation. Just the fact of uh, uh, how often things are going to happen. It's going to whatever it has happened will happen somewhere else at another time. The random coincidence of atoms and everything else will make another thing, another thing happen. How about you, Tyler?
1: So there's a lot of layers to that man. So I, I absolutely agree that that with that it would be it would be like a, a real waste of space for there to be um so many so many like stars amongst the galaxies. So many stars amongst the galaxy amongst the galaxies and like and so on and so forth and like we're not really sure like if the the universe like is is, is like is ever expanding or like or it's ever like you know like it's ever expanding like and then like inverting on itself, or, or like it's kind of like a donut, or like or, or what, like whatever it is, because like because there's a lot of theories out there, like on on basically the the absolute nature of the universe, like if it's ever expanding, or if there's like there's multiple there's multiple universes, um, it, it's it would there would definitely be it would definitely be a huge waste of space if there was, um, nothing else out there. Yeah. Um, have you guys have you guys ever like ever been camping or like are kind of gone like way outside like the city or anything like that? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, when you basically when uh, you're away from the city so to the point where you could see all the stars and see yeah, how good. Yes, yeah, so no- when I was out at Bell's Isle, uh, I got to see that. Yeah. It's so different. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Fucking beautiful because you're away from the city and you could see... The stars so much better. You can see everything up there. It's fuck. It's it's grand, man. Yeah. It's it's amazing.
1: Yeah, when there's like there's no light pollution, like you know, like you can really you really see like how many stars are out there because like because even even here, like you know, like we're in the suburbs, you can go outside like and you can kind of get like a, a a fairly decent idea of how many stars are out there. But like, but it's not it's not anywhere close. Yeah. Um. Recently, there was a an image uh, posted from like one of the Mars rovers, and and with Mars, like there's even less of an atmosphere out there. There's absolutely no lights whatsoever um, the, the images of like, of how many stars and like, and like the clear image of the Milky Way was like, was astounding. Yeah. I mean like there was, there was more white from like from stars and the Milky Way than there was blackness from space. Yeah. Like that's, that's fucking insane. Like how many stars there are. Um, and then you get into like, you take a, take like the, the span of earth, like, you know, like earth is roughly like 4 billion years old or something like that. Like, and then you take like the the last four hundred million years I think I think it is like that we've had life on this earth everything everything from like from amoebas to crustaceans to yeah. like to the most like basic basic life forms uh, up until humans and humans have only been around for roughly about two million years or something like that everything from like from because I know like Homo erectus was around for about two million years and they had a very very long long lifespan yeah um uh, and then like and then I believe like you know humans have been around for about you know, Homo sapiens have been around for like I think like two hundred fifty thousand years, something like that. Point is, like, is that over the span of Earth, and then like over the span of the universe, which is about fourteen billion years old, we're talking about like a literal split, a split second. Yes, for like for the span of like of human existence, like you know, like uh, amongst the universe. Yeah. So the problem is, like, is that you know it now, like, what other what other species are out there? Like, uh, like, how advanced are they? Have they advanced to the point to where like where they've destroyed themselves, which is what everybody thinks is going to happen here? Everybody thinks that like that we're going to we're going to eventually destroy themselves, and that that absolutely deserves merit. It yeah. does, you know, like we're we're getting to a point to where like we're we're either going to destroy ourselves because of nuclear war, we're going to destroy ourselves because of like because of uh, developing a virus and like in, and unleashing it. And, like, um, it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ways we can we can destroy ourselves, and like and how many other how many other civilizations have have done that before, right? Because like, because it's, you know, like we, we have, we have dozens and uh, fucking dozens. We have hundreds of like, uh, of civilizations, um, now and like, and, and it only takes one. It only takes one to destroy everything, to yes. undo, un-fucking-do yeah. un- everything. Yep. So like, so how many other like worlds have done that?
0: Well, you got a point And there. then you
1: get into like, to like, you know, like, is there other, are, are there multiple dimensions? Like, you know, like I know Neil deGrasse Tyson had talked about, you know, like about sort of, he had this analogy of like, of how the world works, you know, like these, like you know, like the the world that we as we understand it now, there's like this three dimensional world, like as our our like our, our sheets of paper, or whatever, like on a um, uh, on like on a table, and then like and then like, but what if you like you turned over like one of the sheets of paper, or whatever, and, like and it was a doorway to another world? That's the fourth dimension. Yeah, and then you have like dimensions, like and then within, within dimensions within dimensions, like and they have like thousands and millions of worlds or whatever and stars whatever beyond that like the, the the absolute chances that there is nothing else out there is like is actually incredibly incredibly small
0: no i agree with you on that because I, I, it's like i said it, it like that whole line in contact it's just so much space out there why would we be just a little planet in this huge galaxy and there's nothing else out there yeah there's just no way
1: yeah but at the same time like you know like there like there's so much else there's so much else out there there's so much possibility for there's something else to be out there whatever however the likelihood of like of there being another Uh, a higher intelligence that's about the same same like you know like level that we are and how far away are they like you know like how how are they are they so far away that they would never reach us anyways yeah it's like it's 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 sort of like it's sort of it's sort of like you know like hopeful and like and and depressing all at the same time because like because you know there's a high possibility there's something out there at some point in time throughout history but like but are they even remotely close enough for us to even come into contact with them? Yeah. And probably, also, probably, probably not developed because uh, I firmly believe there's nothing in our galaxy, but
3: uh, no other intelligent life in our galaxy firmly believe that we would have seen some signs by now. Um, so that means that they're going to be outside of the galaxy. Yeah. So if they're outside of the galaxy, then in order for them to realistically have the ability to come and visit us, they've had to figure out some form of propulsion that breaks all of our understandings of physics right now, whether it's going faster than time or or, or going faster than light or bending time or whatever the case may be. They they've had to develop some sort of propulsion that would make them realistically eons beyond us. Yeah. Um, And then if they had come to visit us, why haven't they made it known if they made this trek made this effort to come to us why wouldn't why wouldn't they make it known and if they i've heard the argument that well they view us like they could view us like bugs where they don't care what we think yeah um and if they don't care what we think then they would treat us the, the same way we treat ants in a, in a in an uh an anthill. anthill or yeah. uh mice in, in uh in the lab the, the mice and the ants they they see the uh, uh, the us they see us messing around we just don't give a fuck that they see us yeah. and we don't care and bother trying to communicate with them but we don't also try to hide our uh, presence there in any way yeah. shape or form
1: there was uh, there was something somebody like who said once that like that there are things out there that we have no understanding of and like and, and may never understand and like and they use the they use the analogy of like try to explain the internet to a dog <laughs> you know? and that's that's fair like because like because they like there yeah. there are probably things out there that, like, that we have that like that are far beyond our understanding like our and are far beyond like our cognitive ability to like to even to even have like somebody try to break it down and explain to us like you know like it's just like try to try to explain the internet to a dog and like that's that's like that is the degree of things that are out there that we have no no hope of even understanding
0: that's uh i, I, I love your both your opinions on that i, I love that like your whole uh, opinions about what you think of life out there. That's that's great. Lenny? <laughs> 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 I like purple. <laughs> 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 just, just say the line from our from from old episode Tommy Boy.
2: Sinner. Sinner. That's- um, I know what, what line. What are you talking about? Aliens. Aliens. It's possible. Next <laughs> question. Oh, no, do you believe that? Do you believe that there's life out there? Fuck, of course I do, man. Here's the thing. Like, yes, there, there is what they said in uh, Contact. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, was trying to seduce Jodie Foster and get in her panties, which he did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said that whole line of, um, you know, well, if, you know, if there's nothing out there, it'd be an awful waste of space. And, and I completely agree. There is absolutely no way. That there isn't intelligent life out there. It's not. Now, here's the thing. I legitimately believe, like, there's that theory out there that, you know, there are other, other um, beings out there that are way more advanced than we are that are cruising around doing their thing, and we are not on par with them, and or we are too busy squabbling over our, our issues and all the bullshit that we have going on at home. That they don't even waste their time with yeah. us. Um, other than occasionally, you know, doing a little bit of research, sticking some things up our bums, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't think that it's uh, like people that sit there and go, oh, you know, oh, yeah, there's no aliens. It's stupid, it's stupid. Really? That's that's stupid. That idea is stupid. And yet you look up in the sky. What, what, what the fuck exactly are you looking at right now? Yeah. What are you looking at? stars, every one of those stars, every last fucking one of them has got a solar system full of other planets. And you're telling me that the amount of little tiny dots in the sky that you can't even count. They're so fucking numerous that, oh, by the way, also have anywhere from one to a dozen planets circling it. There is not one single fucking planet that has life on it except yeah, this see, one. That's why that makes no fucking sense, man.
1: Take it a step further, like the, the moons of like those planets, because like you yeah, know, you have Saturn and Jupiter, which have I, I believe both of them have like have well over twenty five moons or something like that. Like it's it's like it's over a dozen, and like and some of them have actually been been you know looked at for for The ability to potentially hold life, I believe, one of them was like Titan or something like that. or like, well, they found like a frozen Isn't it like, like the ice size ice of Earth or something like that. Well, well they like found
2: like, like ice, and inside of the ice, they, there's um, there's life, well, it's there's frozen well, in there.
1: Well, there's well, there's water because, like, as you look at like a frozen lake or something like that, yeah, like you know, like even though like the lake is frozen, like there's still like it gets to a certain point to where like we're it's like it's like you know, like 12 24 inches like below that, or whatever, there's still water, there's still like you know, like fish. Living in there throughout, like throughout the winter and so, like like so like they're kind of wondering like if if below this ice on like on some of these moons there's not life or whatever still living beneath yeah. that ice. Yeah. Now the sad thing
2: is that what frustrates me beyond belief, not to get too much into outer space and shit,
1: yeah.
2: is that we haven't even fucking reached Mars yet. Like yeah. we haven't we haven't taken taken human beings and had them actually land on Mars yet. Well, I think yeah, that's, that's, Elon that's, I think that's Musk happening, think that's the happening fuck now. Up. Yeah, I man. think that's
0: happening now. And aren't they planning not uh, a uh, Mars excavation? They're talking Ooh. about it. Yeah, they're talking they're about it. They've been they, fucking they, talking we about it. No, that's what I'm saying. But I think they have a planned date to do it, like like fact 2023 or something. That's
2: like all that. I have to say. They haven't fucking done it. Oh, well. And the hey, fact that know. they're
3: saying that whoever goes there, never coming back. Plain and simple.
1: Well, I think it's like two or three years just to get there yeah. altogether.
3: They're never coming back. Whoever goes there the first time, yeah. Yeah, no, Never I'll, come back.
1: Yeah, no, I'll give it to Elon Musk. Like, you know, he was, he was very, very honest about the whole thing. He's like, like, this is going to be a very treacherous journey. Like people are going to die. And like, I can appreciate that. honesty. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, guys, we're going to go ahead and, uh, end the show right there. We went a little, uh, off subject to the point. Well, it, no, it's the same subject because I no, mean, it's, it's about same it, subject. it. It's just, uh, I, I thought that was actually really interesting and in how we went off on oh, that. I thought yeah. that was really nice, but, uh, overall real quick. Did you guys you guys would give this movie two thumbs up? I mean, would you? Or would you give it uh because I'm curious.
1: I give it like one. One thumb up? Yeah, do you cuz like I, said, I mean like we we talked about already like the, the beginning half of the movie like is is very very well done. It definitely sets up your expectations. However, the second half absolutely just like just disappoints.
3: Yeah, I'd have to give it one just for like I can't put it in the
2: same level I put Goonies. Okay. In for example. 90? I'd say one thumbs up. I wouldn't put it in the same level as Goonies, but I definitely think it's entertaining and awesome. And um, disappointing that uh, the guy didn't deflower the alien at the end. Oh, my God. Deflower. <laughs> so anyways,
0: what I would give it here is I'd give it two point of views. I'd give it from my nostalgic view, I'd give it two thumbs up because it's one of my favorites. But yeah, giving it through a, a critical view, one thumb up. Yeah, because it yeah. is flawed. It's, the, the whole ending sucks. Nostalgia-wise, I, I hate I'd the give the ending, it two But up. you know what? I still love the movie altogether. So. But all together... It was, a good, it was a good experience uh, for when I was a child, and I still watch this movie to this day as an adult, and I still love it. So, All right, well, thanks, guys, for joining us for this podcast. I really enjoyed this, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode, which is going to be the classic comedy Tommy Boy, which is going to be uh, Lenny's pick. Are you excited about that one, buddy?
2: Hell yeah. I love yeah, boy. Tommy Boy. Chris Farley is a god. All right, guys. See you all later. Bye. Adios. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are so excited for the upcoming episodes headed your way and bonus episodes of The Small Batch, Sammy Selects, and now the new Tasting Room. If you like our show, please spread the word, give us a like, or leave us some kind of review on any of the social media pages. Give us a follow on Instagram, Barrel Flicks, or Facebook, Barrel Age Flicks. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Audible, Pocket Cast Spotify, CastBox, YouTube and now Pandora please shoot us an email at BarrelAgeFlicks at gmail with comments and movie suggestions for future shows or any other things you'd like to let us know credit to Carl Casey at White Audio on YouTube, man your music is awesome, we thank you so much for that it's great, you guys go ahead and check him out I just want to say thank you so much we hope to see you guys next week, thank you so much for listening see you then